weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, Fedhaza, and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Listeners, can you imagine taking um, a very high tractor ride? with uh, beautiful scenery surrounding you on all sides. Definitely not one, um, not an experience for one who has a fear of heights. But this tractor being driven from a wine farm by the very owner of that wine farm, and that is Andrew Yacher, whom we're welcoming this afternoon from the Odekloof Wine Estate. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Janet. Great to be with you. It's a big pleasure. Now, Andrew, just like a lot of our guests, has made a migration and he spent a lot of time in the corporate world and then bought Odekloof Wine Estate in the Tolbach Valley with the romantic dream of living a Cape Dutch lifestyle with beautiful views and award-winning wines. And this sounds like a, a French movie I once watched where uh, somebody left the banking sector and started a wine farm and it was a total disaster, Andrew. But that's definitely not the case with yours. And I, I, I remember visiting you at the very beginning and then visiting you a couple of years later. And I must say, I was really impressed with the progress that you had made. So, Andrew, um, please tell us about this Tobach tractor ride that meanders the pass and takes us through Feinbos and Proteas all the way to the top of the mountain and let us not forget let us not forget that fabulous feast that we all enjoy when we get there over to you andrew thanks janet yes um well we're very privileged to live um on odekloof wine estate and uh it uh, the odekloof name or the, the name of odekloof actually originates from the odekloof pass which is the second oldest pass in south africa and the Odekloof Pass was destined to be the N1. But then through some negotiations, etc., they decided to rather build the N1 across Paul. And uh, we are, but we are very happy that uh, the, the N1 doesn't run through our farm. And uh, it is today called the Forgotten Highway. So we are actually at the start of what we call the Forgotten Highway. Um, and uh, so, so there's a lot of history on the farm. There's. Uh, I have to ask Andrew. Yeah. I have to ask if you've created your own toll gate and are collecting any levies there. I, 
I unfortunately I only charge for you to travel on the tractor, but if you walk, um, it's free. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, just checking because yeah. I heard a very interesting story at another wine estate which um, basically borders Durbanville and Fort Tracker Road. It was really the only access and the uh, previous, you know, the, the heritage family being entrepreneurial did charge some kind of levy to pass that way. So I'm just checking in with you. Um, they did. It's actually, well, the toll road issue has been with us, I think, since uh, you know the very early days. Because they did the, the pass, they eventually built the Nubercliff Pass, um, and the, the Odercliff Pass then w- went into disuse. But the Nubercliff, they then put up a toll road on the on the Nubercliff Pass, and then the old the Odercliff Pass again became quite um, quite popular because people would cross that instead of wanting to pay the, the toll. But uh, today there's no toll, toll roads leading into Tolbuff, so it's actually a joy and a pleasure driving and uh, coming into town, uh, you know, through this beautiful pass. And we're really interested to hear about this famous tractor ride. Okay, so what we do um, at, uh, we travel uh, from the Odercliff Homestead up the Odercliff Pass, which is, as I said, one of the oldest or the second oldest pass in South Africa. It's also one of the steepest passes. So we have an incline of one in four in certain areas, which means that for every four meters you go forward, you climb one meter. Um, we have an incredible array of protea and fainbos. We have some very interesting plants. Uh, one of the interesting stories that I always tell is that uh, we have a lot of buchu on the farm. Um, and uh, when the Titanic sank, um, we there were eight bales of buchu on the Titanic, and the the buchu on the Titanic actually uh, came from Odekluf, which then at that point belonged to the Stolz family. Um, Chris Stolz, who was the governor of the Reserve Bank, um, so we have a few interesting historic pieces like the the ship's binnacle uh, from the Christiania Shipping Company that actually took. Um, the Buchu to um, Southampton, and then when the when the Titanic sank and the Christiania came back, um, there was uh, it all. It was also dismantled in Cape Town, and the Stolz family then managed to get this piece of history. So you can still view that as part of the the tractor ride. But we do have a historic spring that we visit. It's uh, it's actually a beautiful piece of uh, of land that was cut off in the late. Uh, 1600s, early 1700s, and uh, it was then used as an outspan. So people crossing the pass would uh, have uh, access uh, to their supplies. They would get water and food. Um, we also have one of the original signal cannons um, and um, some interesting um, uh, geological formations. Uh, and then we go to the top of the of the Odekluf Pass. Uh, well, we go to the top of the mountain from which you can actually see Stellenbosch. You can see Simonsburg, um, Wellington. We can actually see Table Mountain on a clear day. Um, um, so it really is a, a spectacular um, ride. And uh, uh, the views are still, yeah, no, the, the views are are amazing. And we, but we also enjoy the history, telling a little bit about the history of the area, which uh, makes it quite interesting and exciting. And it's not just for the kids, it's for the 
um, it's for the uh, for the adults as well. So it's uh, it's it's for everyone, and uh, it it really is spectacular. Whether we've had a lot of engagements up there, we've had some weddings up there, we've had proposals, we've had all sorts of interesting events up on top of the mountain. Um, so I would encourage you to visit the beautiful town of Tilbach and uh, with everything else that it offers. And uh, as part of your itinerary, um, come and enjoy the Odukla farm and the tractor ride. Sounds amazing, Andrew. Now, you forgot to tell our listeners about the most important part, which is that absolute feat at the top of the mountain with bubbles and beautiful wines and juices and a cheese board that is as large as I don't know what. It's really very we, special. So please do we, share we, that. Yeah, we, we like the beauty. We, we uh, Well, uh, we have what we call an edible art experience up on top of the mountain. So um, Christine does an incredible platter uh, or platters and a picnic on top of the mountain where we also showcase our wines and also some... Uh, well, if you don't drink wine, we have juice or we have all sorts of other exciting drinks and eats for you. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's a feast uh, to get to the top of the mountain where we actually lay out everything very beautifully. And uh, somebody called it an out-of-the-chocolate box experience. So um, yes, um, it, it is good fun and uh, we really um, enjoy doing it. I, I often wonder whether we enjoy it more or whether whether our guests enjoy it more because it, it just doesn't feel like work. It certainly doesn't, Andrew. It's a very special experience. And uh, when you get to the top, the tractor has lots of blankets to keep you warm and uh, lots of red wine to warm you up from the inside. Andrew, thank you for sharing this very special experience with our listeners. And I wish you all the best as you head into season. Thank you very much. We look forward to welcoming you here. And uh, you visit Tilbach. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. Um, and yeah, we await you with uh, and uh, expect to see you with um, some interesting and exciting offers in the next few months. And thanks for having us on the show, Janet. It's a big pleasure, Andrew. All the best. So, Take care. So can I? Can I? May I? I'm a bit of a philosopher, so can I tell you? Um, on our wines, we put philosophical quotes, and can I just quote you one of a one of the Please quotes, do. which I think uh, uh, you know also sort of showcases the tractor ride. So it's Roald Dahl um, said, "Above all, watch with littering eyes the world around you, because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places." Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. So come and find your magic here. Uh, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Thank you, Andrew. And for our magic 8 to 8 listeners, if there's magic beyond the airwaves that you seek, then um, Andrew's Odecliff tractor ride is definitely one of those to enjoy. We're welcoming Shireen van Niekerk, who is another resident of Tilbach. That's quite interesting to chat to. She is... Uh, working at the Oder Kerk Volksmuseum in Tilbach for almost 19 years, born and bred in Tilbach, so she's seen lots of history. And um, she maintains that her umbilical cord is buried in the soil. She's very passionate about the town and its people, and this is really a very diverse community. And uh, Shireen is going to be telling us about the museum and life in Tilbach. Welcome, Shireen. 
Hello, Janet. Pleased to meet you. A pleasure having you on the show, Shireen. We'd love to hear what it was like growing up in Tilbach. Um, you know, I, I think I'm a very privileged individual in that sense, as Tilbach is a very beautiful um, town. It is such a nice uh, town to, to grow up in as a child. And I am, oh, I, I was truly blessed to be able to, to be born here and to grow up as a child in Tilbach. You know, we were very carefree and uh, we could play and we interacted with one another. And um, I mean, we know the stresses out there today. And luckily for us living here, um, we didn't have all of those things when I grew up. I always loved this town, always, always, always. And um, I won't, um, I won't change that for, for anything in this world. Well, I think that once you move to Tobach, it's in your blood. Now, you have a role in the Oda Cat Folks Museum, established in 1925, Shireen. I'd love to hear about what the museum has to offer. There's an earthquake museum. You have to tell us that story because some of our listeners don't know the history of Tobach. So please share all of that with us. Okay, so like rightfully, like rightfully said, uh, the museum was established in 1925 um, with the main building, which is the Oderkerk. It's a very old church. Please tell us about the museum and the art collections, Shireen. Okay, um, the, the museum actually has five annexes. So we have the old church, then we have the earthquake museum, like you stated before. Um, Actually, today is, is 53 years of commemoration of that earthquake. Um, it happened on the 29th of September, 1969. And then we have another one, building house, number 14, which is a Victorian house. And then in that Victorian house, we have the Christogutsia Art Museum. And Christogutsia is a very well-known um, South African artist. And we have a few of his uh, paintings in the art museum. And then we have the Pioneer's House, which is in Church Street number 22. And most recently, we also acquired the Misson Church, um, where we have a few um, temporary exhibitions. And that is just very short on what the museum has to offer. Shireen, we're particularly interested in hearing about the Earthquake Museum. Okay, so the Earthquake Museum, um, and like you said before, not everybody is, is informed on the matter, but on the 29th of September 1969, um, Tilburg, Sirius and Wolseley um, and the rest of South Africa were struck with the most devastated earthquake, which measured 6.3 on the Richter scale, and which make it to this day the biggest earthquake that ever hit South Africa. Um, why I, I named the towns of Sirius, Wolseley and Tilburg is because these towns are actually situated um, on and close to the, the epicenter. Um, the shift that we have in Tilburg, which is the reason why we have these earthquakes, um, is called the Grunov shift. And that is also a very active uh, fault line. And because of that, we, we actually... Um, experience every three to four months, we experience um, uh, smaller tremors. Now, the night when it happened, everybody stormed outside. They didn't know what was going on, and they thought it was the end of the world. 
but um, because they thought that they see stars falling now. But what happened was, if you know Dilbach, you know we're surrounded by the most beautiful mountains. And what happened was, because of the tremors, the rock came loose from the mountain. And as it rolled down, it hit one another and it made sparks. And these sparks then looked to the people as if the stars were falling. That earthquake only lasted 30 seconds. And in 30 seconds, it destroyed 90% of all buildings on farms and 70% of all buildings in town. 11 people lost their lives that night. And uh, yeah, and to this to date, um, it is still the biggest earthquake that ever hit South Africa. After the earthquake, a, a um, restoration project was launched. And uh, because of that, all of the houses in Church Street were um, restored and eight ones on the farms. Um, then out of that were, were born the Earthquake Museum, and which makes it today, when you visit Tilbach, you will have the privilege of visiting the Earthquake Museum, where you then can see and hear the stories of what happened that night. Shireen, it's been most interesting chatting to you. It's uh, th it, All it took was 30 seconds to destroy yes. this town. But those listeners who haven't headed out to Tilbach, it's really one of the most picturesque places you can visit. And everything from wine to ice cream to bespoke um, honey and olives, it is really has such an amazing offering when it comes to everything gastronomic hospitality-wise, and in terms of wine and related products. Thank yes, you so yes. much for joining us, Shireen. We wish you all the best and a wonderful career further with the Fox Museum. Thank you so much. We're chatting this afternoon with Anne Hauptfleisch, who is originally from Cape Town and married into the family in 2016. And like so many people in Tilburg, traded city life for the countryside. She now manages the marketing side of the accommodation and wedding venue on the family farm, which is called Frolichate Landhut. And she also assists with the administration and the bookings, etc. It's a working fruit farm in the picturesque Torbach Valley, and the farm has been in the family for six generations. Anne, how do you feel about taking on this huge responsibility and carrying this legacy with you? Hi, Janet. Uh, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, it is a huge responsibility, as you said, and to be honest, I absolutely love what I do. Um, you know, we've been completely overwhelmed by the amount of people who want to come to the countryside and just be surrounded by nature and experience the farm life. So we get to meet so many amazing people along the way. And, you know, so we just absolutely love what we do. So it's a big responsibility, but it really is a lot of fun. So, Anne, please tell us about your responsibilities and what it's like on this fantastic farm in picturesque Tulbach. So, firstly, the family farm Frölegat Landrut has been in the family for six generations. And um, we're situated um, only an hour and a half from Cape Town, which, is, which makes the farm centrally located. And we have three aspects to the farm. So we have the main farming, the accommodation and venue, and then we have, have the horse riding. So my responsibility and my role is to do the marketing of mostly only the accommodation and venue. 
And then, as you mentioned, um, I also assist with the bookings and general email inquiries that we get. Great. Now, I see that there are 26 horses on the farm and the riding school is 29 years old. Yes, so correction, the, the riding school, the Tilba Horse Trails is 31 years old. It was started in 1991. So Frilligate Landhut is um, home to, to the horse trails. And as you said, we have 26 horses and you know, Janet, they are so well behaved and they are suitable for novice to experienced riders. So even if it's your first time riding or if you're scared of horse riding, you'll definitely have a positive experience on our art rides. Um, the rides are an hour for, uh, for two people. It's an hour for 250 per person. And it's such a beautiful route. It's between the orchards with beautiful mountain views. Um, so it's really a, a lovely scenic out ride. And um, during summer months, the riders have the opportunity to actually pick their own fruit from the trees, which is quite an experience on its own. And during spring spring months, um, you know, you're surrounded by the most beautiful blossoming fruit orchards. So it is, it's a lovely experience when you come to Tolbach and it's a definite must. Anave, I see that you also farm plums, nectarines, pears and peaches, as well as butternuts and oat, oats, oat hay, right? Yes. Uh, where does all of this great fruit and oat go to? So the farming is the main activity on the farm. Um, and mostly all the fruit go for export. Some are for the local market, but mostly for export. So there are pack houses nearby that, um, that pack the fruit and then they go off to be shipped overseas. And then the oat hay, is that for local consumption or is that going elsewhere as well? The oat hay we um, usually use for our own horses on the farm. What is a typical day for, for you in your work life? Um, you know, there's often not enough hours in a day for everything that needs to happen on a farm. But usually for myself, um, it would consist mostly of administration. Um, sometimes I assist with checking guests in and out. Um, my mother-in-law mostly manages the, the actual uh, cleaning and overseeing of the, of the cottages. Um, we currently have three cottages on the farm, so it keeps us quite busy. And we're busy working on something for the outdoor lovers. Um, we're busy working on a campsite and we're planning some extra special features for this campsite, which I won't elaborate on too much just yet because it's still a surprise. But um, as soon as that is up and running, I'll also be involved with the bookings and um, the marketing of the campsite. Uh, I also have a one-year-old son, so he keeps me quite busy if I'm not busy with with the with the marketing and the administration of the accommodation. I can so believe so, Anne. So, what I would like to ask is, what is uh, what is your favorite thing to do in Toba when you wake up on a weekend? What do you think of first? So, one of the most beautiful things about the farm for me is just how how stunning the mountains around us are. Um, the listeners are welcome to have a look at our website, frilligatelandgoed.com, where we have some, some beautiful pictures of the surrounding mountains. And I just absolutely, absolutely love taking a walk on the farm 
and just soaking in all the beauty of, of nature. And I think that's what really attracts our guests from, from the city as well, is to just, just break away from that city life, from the busy city life with all the traffic and just come to the peaceful countryside with the beautiful nature scenes and stunning, stunning bird life. Uh, we have we have beautiful um, we have beautiful um, eagles on the farm, and yeah, I must say it's just it's just experiencing and enjoying nature for me. Well, I think that you must consider yourself very lucky because we get in the car and we drive an hour or an hour and a half to experience the kind of solitude and the array of offerings that you've been telling us about. But you just need to roll out of bed. And, uh, you know, you're surrounded by a mountain and then decide to go for a horse ride. It's just, it's really a blessing to live on a farm. And I think that many of our listeners will actually want to come out and check um, what this farm is all about. And it sounds like you've got uh, some new product offerings in the pipeline. I really wish you all the best with that, Anne. And... um, I don't believe that I've been to your farm, but it's definitely on my list when next I'm in Tolbach. A lot of the people that I've chatted to today, I've visited several times and have enjoyed being in Tolbach and um, definitely on my bucket list for my next trip. Thanks, Janet. We would really love to host you. Thank you, Anne. Wishing you all the best for the weekend ahead and all of your new plans that are in the pipeline. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thanks, Janet. Bye. We're moving now to Gail Shulshank. And uh, just like our previous interviewee, Gail also made quite a migration from corporate to live in the town of Tilbach. And together with her business partner, she's created a concept called Made in Tilbach, which was founded in mid-2019. And I remember visiting Gail around that time which was a means to showcase the talents of local crafters and artists in Tilbach and uh, also with a focus on sustainability, on excellent quality, on things that are sourced from women-owned businesses that are sensitive to both the environment and of the community. And uh, Gail believes passionately that local is definitely lacquer and curates the product mix very selectively based on that premise. Now, Gail, this might sound like a a simple thing to do to many of our listeners, but it takes a lot of thought and a lot of sensitivity to all of these factors which form part of your unique service offering in Made in Tolbach. Welcome, Gail. We're very pleased to have you with us today. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a big pleasure, Gail, and I was very fortunate to visit your store. I did get lost there. And I think it was the apple pie and the coffee, which was uh, the deal center for me. It was delicious out of this world. And um, I love, I loved shopping there. I'm a conscientized buyer. I like to see where things come from and uh, to see that something is homemade, that it's sustainable, that it's locally sourced. And that is the focus of our tourism sector now as we grow local economies. It certainly is something that is uh, foremost of mind and being extrapolated more and more in conversations around tourism and sustainability. So you are way ahead of, 
of our times, having come up with this concept in 2019, Gail, and I thank you for your vision when it comes to that. Please take us on a virtual tour of your lovely shop. I'm okay. sure our listeners are excited to hear about it. With pleasure. So I have over 40 crafters and artists from the area. I recently expanded the brand to, to change it to Made in Tilbach and Surrounds because you eventually run out of, even a town like Tilbach, you run out of new crafters and artists. Um, but surprisingly enough, we have a real wealth of, of people with talent in the town. So I'm now including little areas around the town to get products from. Always bearing in mind, as you said, the criteria of sustainability, local and quality. So just to name a few, well, not to name, but just to say, you know, we have a wide variety of different crafts. From Ben, a young farm worker who produces, he taught himself to cut glass bottles and he makes, he recycled glasses out of the glass bottles, which are really beautifully done. He produced his own machines to achieve this. And then discovered he one day he brought me a little carved wooden animal, exquisitely done. And he has that talent as well. He also uh, makes driftwood statues, which are very impressive, out of pieces of wood he finds lying around. From him to Phoebe, the young lady who makes, who, who designs and handcrafts her own silver jewelry. She lives on a farm out of town with lots of animals and she just produces exquisite pieces. To the, the local people who produce preserves, I now have an 82-year-old lady, very sprightly lady, who makes us an apple, sorry, a milk pie, milk tart, which is absolutely traditional and delicious. Yes, and talking about the offerings, we still offer the same goods. We've expanded to one or two more, but we find a lot of people love the good old-fashioned products like the pecan pie, the apple pie, made from quality ingredients, all farm sourced, organic as far as possible. And yet we have a large number of ladies and one gentleman in the in the mix, by the way, who crochet and knit from patterns that I produce and they produce old old time jerseys for children and baby blankets and things like that. And they and oh and a great favorite is the hat fingerless gloves and beanies. They also go down really well, which you know would sound um a little bit commonplace, but you'll be surprised how little of that you get nowadays. Then we have uh, Frederick, who makes steampunk, and we call it, candelabra and candle holders and wine bottle holders, which is very appropriate in Tilburg, of course. And he, I did the first question I asked him is, where did you source the copper? And uh, it, he assured me it is bought new, so there's no issue there. Um, and a whole range of artists. We have Louis Forster, local photographer, who does amazing work. And uh, Rochelle Beresford, quite a well-known artist, who's currently, we have an exhibition of her angel collection paintings. Um, just going through it. Ooh, soaps, handmade soaps, made by Juliet, um, with the purest ingredients. And this is something that goes through all our product range. Pure ingredients as sustainable as possible. That's just a few of the crafters we have. People need to visit, and then as you say, I recall your visit, get lost in our shop. Um, and often people come in and say, I just need to buy a gift and end up with a whole pile of stuff for themselves first before they get to the gift. 
you're coming to not yeah you don't come in to, to for needs you're coming for, for for pleasure and for things that are really enjoyable because of their quality and the nature of the way they're made and and from where so as I say, we have we have also have the the, the small deli and uh, coffee shop, which we keep very simple. That has been challenging during uh, load shedding, but we work around it. Um, COVID, ironically, has been a great eye opener. To open a business in June two thousand and nineteen, just see it getting off the ground, and then to get by COVID was tough. Um, but we've 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 got through, and one of the main motivating factors for me to keep the shop going, was the fact that there are so many members of the community earn some income from it, and it's, it, that's important as part of a community, because that's what Tilbach is. It is a community, and um, everybody helps each other. It's really nice to live in a place where somebody comes in and says, oh, I feel like some coffee, but I left my wallet at home. Pay next time, and it works. So it's, uh, and another thing, we found, particularly during the heavy lockdown stages, we had a lot of local South African travellers who were discovering their own country for the first time. And that was very enjoyable to see. People who would normally have gone overseas coming in and saying, I can't believe what a gem this town is. I've never even been here. So it's, it, it has, in a, in a sense, as I think with, with all people and entrepreneurs in this time, difficult time, they've found a way. And we're continuing to do that in Tilbach. And, of course, being a tourist town. We- 100%, Gail. I think that uh, Tilbach is no longer a hidden gem. It's no longer a hidden gem. It's certainly one of those places that are becoming better and better known. So if this was one of my best-kept secrets, it no longer is, because uh-huh. I share it in my enthusiasm with a lot of friends and family, and it's now become a thing that whenever somebody visits, that we take them to Tilbach because there is so much to discover. And I think that your shop is a nice, if I could say, a precy of everything mm. that mm. is Tilbach, the best of the creativity, the best of cuisine, the best of the crafters. You've managed to bring them all under one roof. And I think it's just phenomenal to have a one-stop shop where one can shop and take home wonderful memories of everything that is Tilbach. Gail, it's been most pleasant chatting to you. I'm sure the shopaholics amongst our readers will want to head out and find that special something in your store. I know I certainly did and uh, have fun memories of my visit with you. Thank you, Janet, and th- thank you for giving me the time on you. Um, and also, yes, I look forward to welcoming all those visitors, making new friends, and also to see you guys again soon. Thank you. Absolutely, Gail. All the best and all the best for a great weekend ahead. Thank you. Bye. We, uh, we're chatting this afternoon with Carol Collins. And when I think Carol Collins, I think freshly baked goods, the smell of freshly baked pies in the back of my car as I drive away from Tilbach. I must say that for me and my family, a visit to Tilbach is incomplete without a visit to Reader's Restaurant. And whether it is Carol Collins's funky ice cream flavors or her most amazing, most indulgent uh, food that comes platter after platter to wow you, 
um, to the smell of her baked pies or freshly baked bread, which inevitably in the one and a half hour drive from Tilbach to Cape Town ends up with us stopping somewhere along the way just to just to pull a piece of bread from the back uh, of the vehicle. Those are fun memories that I have of Carol and her reader's restaurant. Now, Carol has quite an interesting history. She is um, she has traveled in Cyprus and France. She moved across the sea to Boston in America. And, uh, you know, she has brought international standards and international flavors to the local town of, uh, of Tulbach. And um, not only that, but she has cooked for some very big names in the industry, like Phil Collins, Eric Clapton, Liza Minnelli. Thank you very much, Janet. It's a big pleasure, Carol. It's an absolute pleasure having you on the show and being able to chat to you again. Where are you at? I know you've done the Baptist Basson in the Sop that took you from being a chef in the in your kitchen to being a TV star. And that meant that uh, your brand just got out there. And I'm very interested to know where you're at now. The restaurant has grown from strength to strength. The Indisop TV um, exposure I got was phenomenal out of this world. And it was a huge learning curve being and being inspired by Bertus Passan himself and creating new ideas and new restaurant ideas and new look, et cetera, et cetera. But, but the one... something of, a, of an icon in the Tilbach area because people, you're just a reference point for all things Tilbach. You, you know, you're involved in the duck race. You have to tell us about that but also with Witterdrift Manor House. So tell us all of these roles that you played, Carol, besides cooking fabulous food. Well, the, one of the most important roles at the moment is my, my experimental with my unique ice cream flavors. That has not changed. I also manage a six-bedroom guest house called Witterdrift Manor House, which has also been exceptionally busy through COVID and lockdown as people want to travel out from Cape Town and experience, experience the country. I'm also quite involved with fundraising for the local children's home called Steintal and many other causes within the area for people who need a bit of help. And then, of course, there's the duck race this weekend, which is a truckload of rubber duckies get thrown into a river and the winning duck gets 5,000 rand. So it's a fun day out for the whole family, lots of exciting things to do, and some great musicians will be there. Sounds wonderful, Carol. The question I have is where do you find the time to do all of these amazing things and do them so very, very well? A, a, a vitamin C every single day of my life. And there's when if you're a busy person, you always have time for more business and new challenges in your life to keep the excitement going. Absolutely. And it's the best anti-aging potion, right, Carol? Definitely. Absolutely correct. But I'm actually also going overseas next month. I'm heading off to Turkey and Croatia for the Skull International Congress. So there is a bit of fun in the busy schedule. Lots of inspiration from the Ottomans and maybe inspire them in return too. Definitely, definitely. I cannot wait to experience the new food flavors, bring them back and experiment in the restaurant, create new dishes and create new ice cream flavors. Sounds phenomenal. But what are the unique, the unique things that our listeners can hope to experience on your menu? The uniqueness is I, I create a lot of dishes where I get my fresh produce from the community gardens in Church Street and the local organic farms. So whatever there is picked in the morning in the gardens is I use that to create a dish for the day. 
and whatever my butcher says is nice in the butchery, I also create dishes from that. So I'm more focused now on fresh produce from the local suppliers, organic, pick fresh every day, and support local. I love that the farm to table is um, is working so well for you, Carol. I think it really is the way to go when it comes to to local produce and creating unique offerings for for tourists when they visit or just local people who are traveling and wanting to eat things as fresh as possible. That is the trend now in most restaurants. And you are so blessed to be able to actually have that right on your doorstep. And even some mornings, the staff go down and pick up what they would like to take from the gardens that we're going to use on the dishes for the day. So um, the fusing of flavors for Carol starts at the beginning of the evening. It ends with a selection of often exotic and different ice cream flavors. And to name a few, balsamic vinegar, who would have thought wasabi and pickled ginger and lime and lavender. Um, I think that uh, Carol really is an innovator when it comes to all things food. But in her role as the person who manages Bitterdrift Manor House, this uh, combination of manor house and comfortable accommodation with lots of sweets in typical colonial style, Carol brings to this her years of hospitality training and experience and often does a very beautiful family kitchen table or serves breakfast in the dining room or very relaxed on the back stoop area. And of course, you can be rest assured that everything that's coming out of that kitchen is fresh, innovative and locally produced. Carol, you do something called a murder mystery evening. I'm really interested to hear about that. We've just started recently doing them again. Uh, We've got two concepts to do the murder mystery dinner where people get their characters and then there is a murderer amongst the table and then you have to, through questions, be detectives to find out who the murderer is. And it's loads of fun because people really get into the characters and create and they dress up and it's just such a fun evening. The other concept which I'm going to be starting again is the mystery chef competition, which is where some local individual who is untrained in the kitchen comes into my kitchen and cooks for 16 unknown diners. And then they get their cooking scored and point system. And that's also loads and loads of fun. Sounds wonderful, Carol. I really think that uh, there are so many offerings for our listeners wanting to to head out to Tilbach and certainly enough to keep them busy for more than just a weekend. Carol Collins joining us this afternoon on Jet Setting with Janet, a woman after my own heart who has a wonderful combination of innovation, great hospitality skills, and really is a maestro in the kitchen. Thank you very much, Janet. And then you must also remember the picnic baskets that people can collect at Reader's Restaurant and disappear off to a wine estate, a little hike in the mountains, a little corner spot to enjoy and be with their loved ones and celebrate life in general. It really is very special with freshly baked bread. Carol always includes fruit and roast chicken and uh, cheeses and a dessert, sometimes brownies. She, she never makes it the same each time. So it's always a surprise. I urge you listeners to go out and experience what Carol, Carol is offering um, this weekend. And of course, the, the duck race is on. So a great reason to travel to Torbach. 
Carol, thank you so much for joining us. It's always wonderful to chat to you. Sending lots of love from us to everybody in Tilbach and especially to the warm and welcoming Reader's Restaurant and the family there. Thank you very much, Janet, and great chatting to you and love to your family as well. Take care, Carol. Much appreciate. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.